Material versus spiritual. The cosmic battle. When we're stuck in the purely material, believing in nothing beyond the material, we're really suffering from a very rigid mindset. And actually a very unscientific mindset as well. If we perceive life as purely material, what about feelings? What about emotions? If we look at material as simply the five senses, smell, taste, sight, touch, and hearing, what about the intrinsic creativity, the intrinsic imagination from which people create? Musicians, artists, entrepreneurs all possess great imagination, which they manifest into the material world for their own enjoyment and for the enjoyment of others. For those who perceive life as simply material, what about viruses and bacteria? Has anyone ever seen an atom? To say nothing of quantum physics. Interestingly, as little as a hundred years ago, when physicians were first understanding that there were invisible beings, bacteria, viruses, that could quote-unquote jump from one person to another, wow, were they ridiculed. Oh, there are these invisible beings that can jump from one person to the other. Fortunately, we've come far from this kind of primitive thinking. If it were not for the immaterial, there would be no creation. There can be no creation without anti-creation, for where did it come? Physics today understands anti-matter, anti-gravity. And the principle of the Big Bang is when antimatter and matter collided together, creating a flash of light, hence the Big Bang. And a minuscule portion of matter seemed to escape, creating all that we know today, the galaxies and everything else. So clearly, life is a harmonious working together of manifest and the unmanifest, the nothingness and the everythingness, the matter and the antimatter. For example, when we go to sleep at night, we go into the nothingness of deep sleep, without which we would not be able to function during the creativity, the manifest of nature of the day. Science, everyday life, point to this understanding of manifest and unmanifest, of material and spiritual, if you will, for the meaning of spirit or spiritual, soul, if you will, is that which is incorporeal, beyond the body, mind, and emotions. In other words, the unmanifest. 
in the Hindu Yoga Dharma, we term this spirit or soul, the Atmana, meaning not the mind, and obviously not the body or the emotions, the unmanifest, the nothingness, if you will, that's the fullness of everything, the zero state, which, by the way, Hindus invented the numeral zero. But that's not enough. When we come out of the zero, we come automatically out into the one-manyness that is creation, and this is how life computes. This is the very binary system, zero and one. Zero, one, zero, one, zero, one. Being stuck in Roman numerals, the material world becomes all-important. And as we know all too well that empires, civilizations rise and they fall. Just as we rise and fall every day, we rise and we fall again at night into the mystical deep sleep of no thangness, only to rise again. And therefore our life computes. When it comes to religion, spirituality, this is why a balance is needed of religion and spirituality, or the manifest and the un manifest. Now true, one can be in the material, the manifest world, the religious world, and though they still are the unmanifest, in varying degrees they realize or do not realize this unmanifest nature. However, the opposite extreme is to be spiritual, but not religious, which is literally impossible in the world of phenomena. The only way to be truly spiritual is to be no thing. No words. Not even a thought. To be material only is delusional. To be spiritual only somehow not recognizing the material, is also delusional. To be spiritual but not religious is also delusional. So just as creation itself is a result of the unmanifest and the manifest coming together, antimatter and matter, so too to achieve a balanced life, one must recognize both the unmanifest and the manifest. And in the realm of religion spirituality, it is just that, to recognize the balanced life of religion spirituality, choosing one's path to the spirit. For remembering that spirit means that which is incorporeal, the very moment we start to think about this spirit, or soul, using English, obviously, Atmana to the Hindus, the very moment we start to think, much less speak, much less act, we are doing something in the manifest realm, which we call religion. Remember, the 
Anglo-Saxon word religion essentially means religio, to link back, recognizing the material world that we live in, the manifest world, as we seek to link together the body, the mind, the emotions, the feelings, the thoughts, the customs, the culture, all with an ultimate overriding goal of seeking the unmanifest, finding a true balance, religion and spirituality, manifest and unmanifest. In the Hindu Yoga Dharma, we full well recognize this manifest and unmanifest. Prakriti, the manifest world, Purusha, the spirit. In the symbolism that permeates the Hindu Yoga Dharma, we see, for example, Ganesha, who represents the first law of physics, gravity, with one foot down, the manifest, one foot up, the unmanifest. In bringing both feet up, for example, in the Padmasana of Shiva, and also the Matajis, Padmalakshmi, we see the coming together of the manifest and the unmanifest, which, true to creation, created the flash of light, the inner light of enlightenment, of the realization of the inner spirit. In the profound Shiva Lingam, the Lingam itself, by itself, is the unmanifest, the zero, the ellipse. Nagdevata, winding around the Lingam, is the spiraling manifest nature of creation itself, the spiraling and wave-like energies of life. And then two, with the Shiva Lingam and its classic Yoni, we have the coming together of creation of the male and the female, which inwardly is the coming together of the male and female nature within all of us, or, neurologically speaking, the harmonization of our left and our right brains, the masculine, left, pingala, and the feminine, idda, or idda, the feminine nature, the right side. It is this balance of left and right brain. These two hemispheres, when they come together, we have that flash of creation, of light, of enlightenment. It's one of the reasons why the Hindus wear the, the bindi, the target, in a positive way, the third eye point, as we bring together the manifest and the unmanifest, the masculine, the feminine, creation, anti-creation, matter, anti-matter, into that one point of the creation of the inner light, and then fading away back into the nothingness, the absolute, beyond speech, beyond the very mind that seeks to comprehend it. Yatovacho niyavartante, apropyas manasa saha. That tad evartamatra nirbasa sunyam, beyond light, the nothingness. The purusharta sunyam, 
the core nature of the soul, the atmana of nothingness, the zero, out of which comes the pure energy, the big bang of creation, if you will, that's happening all the time, the pure energy of sound and light and warmth and heat, which translates into the human emotion of warmth of love. Love is a warm experience. Therefore, we get an understanding of what is this inner essence of spirit beyond the body, mind, and emotions, or soul, or atmana to the Hindus. It is pure energy, pure sound, pure light, warmth, heat, love. Hindus call it Satchit-ananda, Jyoti and Shakti and Shanti, light and energy, and a loving bliss and peace. So in this cosmic duel, material and spiritual, who wins? It's a draw. Both win. Seeking the balance of life between manifest and unmanifest. Matter, anti-matter. Creation, anti-creation. One and zero. Prakriti Purusha. Strive to live this balanced life. Play the game. Be a good sport. Enter into the arena. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti.